0: Hey, what's going on, Motivators? Dr. Drill's Making Motivation Podcast. Today is the 25th of March 2021. That's right, pushing towards Easter. I'm on spring break as of today from class, All right, from my teaching appointment. And uh, it feels good. I slept in till like freaking 9.30 this morning. I needed it. It was a long day yesterday at the office. I needed to lick my wounds a little bit, sleep in, dog came in, jumped up on the bed with me, snuggled a little bit, took my time with breakfast, had a nice cup of coffee. It was a beautiful thing. So I'm heading into the office for the evening now. First patient's around 2 p.m. Busy night. Be done around 7.30, 8 o'clock. As we head towards the end of the week, try to Muster up some good content. I am going to stick to my guns and come up with that motivation board, that uh, that learning board at the office. I already have a whiteboard there. Maybe I can get a bigger one posted in my in my little office. And when somebody drops some knowledge on me, like they do, yesterday, did yesterday, my friend the concrete dude taught me all about aggregates and the testing that's done on the roads and proper steamroller technique. I'm going to write it down. And I'm going to record it and probably cite it in my podcasts as learning points. So he's trying to learn something. Listen, first patient in the afternoon. I've got a, an equestrian uh, family owns a horse farm, so that's their that's their livelihood. So really nice people. See the mother today. She's really cool. They knowledgeable about stuff. I learned from her, for instance, that uh, uh, we're talking about orthotics. Her daughter asked what the Things hanging on the on the wall were like said. They're orthotics. Sometimes I'll prescribe them. She goes, Oh, okay. So like horseshoes. She, I said, Yeah. Can Can you? How do you guys do? You got to have some ability to craft uh, different horseshoes and you know, make sure that their gait patterns are proper. And she goes, Oh yeah, it's very important for a horse. That they don't. If it's wrong, then they'll walk off and run all funky. And God, it's got to be right. But that's a whole other profession," she said. Of people who do the horseshoes, and they're very testy. They're very sensitive about whether or not they—excuse um, <coughs> me—you know—that their work. God forbid you question whether or not they shooed the horse properly. And I'm sure that there's a name for that. Just escaping me right now. Something that I can—it uh, should be obvious. What's the name of a, a person who? shoe's a horse. All right, hold on one second. Got to drop off these eggs and milk to my son. Just ran out to the Mennonite market. All right, here I am. I'm back. Huh! Check it. So I just stopped by the Mennonite market to pick up some eggs and milk. Some other items there always nice to see those folks, there was these dilly-dallyers in front of me, (coughs) it's probably my fault because they are, uh, it appeared that by the, uh, how lackadaisical they were, that they probably are off today, because they were fucking slow as shit, slow as molasses on a cold day dripping from a receptacle in their checkout. They're like, oh, you want one of these? And they stood and looked in the frickin' the refrigerator, big, you know, five or six refrigerator windows there. You open them up, take your mag- eggs and milk. They stood there peering into this strange foreign world of the refrigerator. Oh, well, maybe you can't do that. Maybe some potato salad, huh, oh, honey? And how about the macaroni salad? That's good too. The chicken. Uh, what, ke- what kind of eggs you want? Uh, organic, large, or, or in, inorganic, large, extra large. Uh, check everything. Open up the trays. Make sure that all of them are perfect. None of them are cracked. What kind of milk you want? Chocolate or whole uh, white milk. Get the fuck out of my way, man! <laughs> get your shit and go. And the husband, or whatever, the, the, the male adult, standing at the checkout counter, while the uh, my friend runs his credit card, and he's like, "Where do you get your potatoes, Lancaster?" You know, you know that that's where they get the fucking potatoes. It's like a big market out in Lancaster. A big, like, place where either shit's grown out there in farm country, Pennsylvania, or it's sent from wherever. Wherever you can get it. The strawberries right now are from Florida. Fucking potatoes. You know, I don't know, dude. Yeah, they're from, they're from, uh, Lancaster, sure. Buy it and get the fuck out of here. Make your mashed potatoes. Make some escala potatoes. Make some spuds. Do whatever you want to do. Get the hell out of here. And another thing, these goddamn trucks. Got a quarry up north of my house a little bit. I don't, listen, good for them for pulling out of there, their crushed sand, sand or stone or gravel, whatever they're up to. I'm happy for them. But these trucks are big and slow, and they fuck up the roads here. Now, I'm sure that that quarry pays taxes, and probably far more than I do, but uh, if you're fucking these roads up, these gigantic trucks, one after the other, I wonder how many actually pass a day. Every time I pull out onto the road, I'm behind one, or there's one behind me, or two, or ten, and then go like 30 miles an hour max in the 45 mile, mile an hour zone, in a residential area, like a country road. Get your ass out of here, you know. Take fucking Ridge Road, go to 309. So just a little annoyed today. Just a little bit, that's all. All right, so topic of discussion as I'm heading into work here is this. A friend of mine reaches out and starts telling tales about how they had a motivational speaker, uh, reach out to everybody and did like a, kind of like a in-service training day thing at work. They're all remote, but you know, this is like New York City, uh, corporate, uh, residential or uh, corporate realty, commercial real, real estate. So big buildings, my impression, I don't know. Big buildings, big properties, big money, big commissions. Big business. Good friend of mine. He's talking about how the guy was wearing uh, the motivational speaker came in talking about meditation and uh, ergonomics and all these things that everybody kind of knows about by now but is not adhering to because we're in a pandemic and you're working from home. You ever try a stand-up desk and they're like, oh, the stand-up desk thing again. Yeah, I have one at the office, but I don't have one at home. But, yeah, it might be a good idea not to be sitting so long. Yeah, yeah, okay. So get a fucking stand-up desk. They're $100 on Amazon. Anyway, this guy, he's wearing jeans and a T-shirt. And so my friend, who is a baby boomer, he says, he declares that... um, proper attire is office attire, you know, business, shirt, pants, jacket, tie, and I understand that that's part of the way, the way of the world, you know, that that's like how business is done traditionally, especially back in the day, uh, think about a lot of classroom environments, Catholic schools and shit like that, which were so common, uniforms, you know, there were always uniforms and you had to dress a certain way. And so everybody dressed in, a, you know, dress pants and, and, you know, dressed nice. So you look professional, you look clean, you look organized, look like you had your shit together. There's nothing wrong with that. But I feel like um, I haven't operated in that environment for, for a long time. Being in business for myself and doing the type of work I do, that is manual medicine. I'm on top of folks. I'm... Uh, making tight muscles uh, relax and let go, and I'm moving joints, manipulating, I'm uh, flipping people over, putting them on their sides, it's an athletic event, it's almost like professional wrestling, sometimes, depending upon who you're working with, so, it's arduous, and it gets me sweating and uh, burning some freaking calories in that office, so... Look, I, I don't, I don't think that it's necessary that a somebody comes in, a motivational speaker, or, or even a, an office worker, that they need to wear business attire like that. Now, if you're an executive and you're looking to, you know, set yourself apart from the competition and establish yourself as the guy or gal who's always, you know, impeccably dressed and therefore like you are the leader. Well. Then you bear a responsibility to, you know, to set the pace and set the standard of dress. But look, I'm aware of some data, some research that had been conducted in um, productivity in the workforce, and on the days that would be uh, offered for a big workforce, let's say, in a big office building, to dress down and wear, you know, wear jeans, wear, wear casual dress casual, uh, you know, take their tie off and, you know, relax their collar a little bit. When workers are offered the opportunity to work to dress down, they're actually more productive. There's evidence of that. And there's also some evidence that constricted clothing, I mean, think about what it does when you're all cinched up and you're all, everything's all bite-buttoned up, and you're kind of like, even though you might, that might be normal for you to dress up like that, you might in some way, subconsciously even, be constricted, be restricted, be um, hampered by that dress, by that formality, and so if you're given the opportunity to chill out and dress down, workers appreciate that certainly, and there's some evidence to suggest that they're more productive. Right. You might also reduce workplace injuries because, again, when we have these rigid ergonomics and we're all sitting in our cubicles at our desks and, you know, working on our computers, typing away or doing whatever. Not that everybody's doing that, but we are a service economy now, right? So we don't really, um, we're not in factories, most of us. We're not doing physical hard work work anymore. There's a lot of that that occurs. Um, and we should be doing more of that. Certainly we gave all that to the lowest bidder, right? To the, uh, third world developing countries who are happy to take our manufacturing and now they're sticking in our butthole, uh, Because they, we wonder why nobody's got, you know, where are all the, where's the economy anymore? That we're all service. So basically, we shop everything out what we can because it's cheaper to do so. So when you're watching things like Shark Tank or whatever, you're seeing, you're watching all these people who are going to, are so successful in business, millionaires and billionaires, they're going to give you an opportunity to sell your Ziploc bag or whatever or your little gizmo. Um, think about that. These are the folks that, you know, more power to them, but they do anything just to keep... They're the the individuals who are making the decisions to offer their products to cheap labor, to offload them to cheap labor and manufacturing. They're going to go to India to find out the cheapest way that they can uh, make this, assemble this product and design it and assemble it. And then they'll bring it back here and sell it to us chumps. We'll buy these Ziploc bag gizmos for whatever on Amazon. Because people just buy anything these days. So, just food for thought. Anyway, my friend goes on and on. I love him dearly, but he's... uh, I think he would admit that he's kind of like... He would prefer to be living in the 50s, 60s, and 70s again. That um, this is an unfamiliar world that he's living in. And there's certain aspects of life that he's unwilling to budge in. So, you know, just not... Doesn't seem like he's he's changing with the times, which you don't necessarily have to. You know, if you wanna if what you your method works for you, then that's cool. But there's some some things like eh, we're talking about dress here. So here I'm a guy who because of my my job as an athletic event, except for teaching, where I do dress up a little bit more with a collared shirt and some some slacks or whatever. Albeit with a uh, elastic waistline, I can't stand that mid uh, mid anatomical constriction. But since my my job is is very active, I don't want to be in a fucking suit. And what I do then is I dress down. I wear workout pants. Uh, no, not sweatpants, but more of like the. Uh, Active wear, loose-ish fitting, but not Zubaz. Passing lane, bitch. Um, So, loose-ish fitting uh, exercise wear. And I've got a shirt that is wick away. Still looks nice, professional, but I mean, look, this is the sort of shit that, uh, you know, once upon a time, we would have a, uh, we had like our own office shirts, uh, collared shirts at Healthy Balance Chiropractic, and they were nice, and I would do that again, they were embroidered, they looked nice, but I just figured, you know, don't want to have to wear a uniform every day, yes, it's professional, yes, it, it tells the world who we are, and might brand us a little bit better, but look, I want to be comfortable where I'm at. My, my life at this point is all about like, I don't need the extra shit. My wife told me to, that for a wedding that's coming up in June, that I need to buy a new suit. I just want you to buy, buy a new suit because you were complaining about that suit the entire time. Well, cause I hate formal engagements. I don't like it. You know, as a Marine, I had all these uniforms that I had to carry around in a clothing bag and the dress uniforms. You had to get them fitted and pressed and do all that shit and meet uniform regulations. I hated that shit, and I was proud when we would, even though we suffered when we went out to the field, I was always happy to go out to the bush and walk through the woods and the mud and the rain and the ticks and the whatever. Every climb and place. Just because you go out there... And you just had to be functional, man. Everything was about economy of movement. How can I, you know, how can I be comfortable? How can I perform? You know, my gear can let me down. My clothing, oh, you know, in that category of gear. But I don't have to have, it's not about a show. It's about go. It's about performance. And so I say that if this motivational speaker, especially, especially, if what he had to contribute was, a, was something of substance, then he can wear a fucking bikini underwear, man. And he might pull it off. He might actually be by dressing differently than his clients. He might actually be more effective at delivering a message. Because it demonstrates that he's relaxed and, you know, we're all about wellness and motivation and all that stuff. I wouldn't wear jeans and a t-shirt. Look, the guy looked a little bit too casual, maybe like a a father, a stepfather on a soccer field watching his kids play on a Sunday afternoon. Like, doesn't want Monday to come, so he's got a little five o'clock shadow going. Guy looked admittedly a little bit relaxed, too relaxed. However, Nothing wrong with dressing down. If I was going to do a motivational speaking engagement or deliver a presentation to, let's say, a pharmaceutical company like Merck or something, I'd probably wear some khaki pants and a a collared shirt, but it would be like a wick away, chill mode, um, relaxed fit. It wouldn't be like a shirt and a tie and all that bullshit. Look, I'll sweat right through that shit. So, um... These folks, look at them. You can always tell when it's a... I don't know. I don't know what you can tell about it. Say a goat face, an old person. Because they have... Or or how fast the car is going to go. Yeah, it's a goat face. Um... Because they have like all kinds of freaking boxes of tissues and stuff in that little space um, behind the back seat, like up against the rear windshield. They always have stuff to be like a stuffed animal and a box of tissues, uh, maybe a hat or something like that back there. Ridiculous. So anyway that's my that's my topic of conversation for my afternoon commute get in I'm gonna freaking get squared away get the office here get prepared for the first uh, patient of the afternoon and look forward to it and dress down be comfortable man I, I actually love to see I love to see people out there in activewear I love the name activewear I love the women in the yoga pants that have, like, the, the, the uh, see-through kind of uh, the translucent stripe that, that runs up the, the side of their thigh or their calf. I love that look. Look here. Let me take a look here. She's got a jogger. She's checking her watch, how many steps, how much, what's her pace. All right, she doesn't have yoga pants on, but she looks relaxed. If you're going to run, if you're going to work, do work, you want to be relaxed, right? You don't want to be fucking all constricted in a pair of jeans or some uptight outfit. If anything's evident to me at this juncture in American society, we need to chill out a little bit, man. So dress down. Enjoy yourself. And as to my friend who, um, you know, on his soapbox about this issue, which I don't really think matters a whole lot but I understand, you know, I appreciate it. I'm always interested in, in entertaining some philosophy or some big question um, you know if that's what you're comfortable with, if you want to show up to work every day dressed in a suit and freaking polished shoes and dress socks and all that crap that's cool good for you, man. It's not a world that I want to live in, and I'm glad that I don't work in the business environment, like working in some cubicle, looking at some spreadsheet. Fuck that, man. I told him, I said, listen, if I have my way, when I retire, I don't know, 15, 20 years from now, perhaps, I want to be standing out in my my wood, uh, by my woodshed, in my friggin' wood carving pit. With overalls on. And if I can get active wear overalls, then that's what I'll do. Anything to be chill out, chilled out, relaxed. Alright, here I go. Is it back into my parking spot? See what kind of uh, cool shit, cool stories and such I could round up between now and close the business tonight. Hope everybody has a good day. It's uh, warmish, but overcast. I think tomorrow and Saturday are going to be nice and sunny, so it's good. Okay, guys, take names.